by the mercies of God. Welcome to thy feast. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So if if he's looking at me. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Just say hello from from afar to your neighbor. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. We are all welcome tonight. We thank God for the blessing of His Spirit. We thank God for His word to us on Saturday. Um, I'm just trusting God for for entrance tonight into His word. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. He is the officiator. He is the chief corner. Is the chief cornerstone of his word. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, just before I proceed, I just wanted to make sure that, uh, let's just say on Saturday, did we understand the, the message? If uh, it was clear. Can somebody just quickly help us summarize, summarize the message? I think I can start. Okay. Um, so on Saturday we we continued from Tuesday, um, and where I could remember was the part of uh, we talked on edification. Mm. You talked about false prophets. You started by um, I think it was Matthew. We were talking about. Um, that was Matthew 7 verse 15. Yeah, I said, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep coating, but inward they are raving wolves. Mm-hmm. So you talked about the. You went on and you explained this false prophet. And based on the explanation, I think it was what. Um, Brother Kevin was talking about in prayer. They taught, like the way you explained, what I understood was, they're not just prophets that come tell you about your future and all of those things, that those are not mm-hmm. prophets. But you're talking in terms of the preacher, the one that is constantly prophesying a different kind of life to mm-hmm. us. So that's the one you were talking about. That mm-hmm. prophet that comes is against edification. It comes against, the, it's sort of, the way I was understanding it from what the picture was saying was, he is building another edifice mm. altogether. So he yes. comes, he's giving materials. The same wisdom, the way wisdom is a gatherer, as you said, wisdom gathers for edification, leading to exhortation. Mm. And then there is, um, I think, what, um, esca, um, comfort. Thank you. There is a comfort. So in, there's the negative side as well, mm. where he gathers his own wisdom. And that was what we were treating in James chapter 3. Talking about the wisdom of this world that is first earthly, sensual, and then devilish. Mm-hmm. And I was just seeing in life that that like the, that's a progression because it is earthly. It's like there is no there's no fault in earthiness, and then goes on to sensual, and then from sensual it gets to devilish. So it's like I was seeing that as the edifice of Satan's wisdom, mm-hmm. how it goes, and they're coming into. Then we went to First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter fourteen, and we read. Mm-hmm. That was the second one we read. We were talking about. I'm just reminding myself because 
First Corinthians chapter 14, we read from verse, I think it was from verse 1, from verse 1 to, I can't remember, from verse 1 to 7, I think it was, no, no, to 6, that's where we stopped. But we were talking about, you focused on, but he that prophesied, speaketh on, speaketh unto men to edification, mm. to exhortation and comfort. Mm. And then you said, like, speaking in tongues edifies the, the person speaking. But it does not provide instruction. So pro prophecy was like you said. Prophecy is not just talking about the future, what will happen, but rather is more so connecting to believers' convention. Then was a life that lifestyle that we we sort of live as a result of instruction by wisdom. Yeah. And um, yeah. let me just find there was there was a part here that you talked about. Mm -hmm. Talking about oh yeah, I speak I speak unto you in those verses. He say now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you except I speak to you either by revelation mm -hmm. or knowledge or prophesying or doctrine? So those are the things that actually edify. Those are the things that actually do. And you said you talk you differentiate between um, exhort, um, exhortation and exhortation and edification. So you're like they're not the same. They sound the same, but they're not the same. Um, what I was saying there was like edification is words. It's what lead to exhortation. Once edification, once edification is complete, what you see is exhortation, an exalted structure, and then that's what lead to comfort. And then there is the comfort of the Holy Ghost, the comfort of Christ. We talked about that, and then comfort of Christ, which is peace, and then going on to the comfort of God. And so you talked about that as well, and I think that's all for me. Thank you. Does anybody want to add something? I said it looked, but for for me on Saturday. Um, talked about I'll say uh, because we've been dwelling on edification mm -hmm. I've talked about things that that, would, that can affect edification and the way I see it is not things that are very obvious to us but they are more like invisible to us that the Lord is showing us to take note of. So for like that, you talked about false prophet. When you mentioned false prophet, because what they you said prophets prophets are not like you said are not those that will say tell you about the future. They are those that prophesy. And prophesying is not just telling you about the future. Right? Is it connecting to First Corinthians fourteen? It says, uh, if you speak in tongues, you speak you speak you speak unto God. Mm -hmm. and you speak mysteries. So prophesyings are mysteries mm -hmm. that are revealed mm -hmm. to the body for edification. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, you're talking about those that come in sheep clothing, and, but inwardly they are revenue wolves. Mm -hmm. So what I saw there, and John said they were with us. They were, they were with us, or they were not of us, but we realized that they were not all of us. Mm -hmm. So we actually started with the talking about Antichrist. What is Antichrist? Mm -hmm. 
So coming down from Antichrist, we're, we're talking about Antichrist is not something that we'll just see and say, oh yes, you're Antichrist. Antichrist could be someone taken from the church that came out of the church because he has to know Christ to be an Antichrist. He has to have come to the knowledge of Christ, know who Christ is and decide to deny or hate all that Christ stands for. And that's what false prophets do. So, for example, we say false prophets, right? They come in sheep clothing, but within they are revenue, they appear in sheep clothing. How I, I understood it was that this, just as the, it says, this scripture kept coming, the, temp, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Wherever the testimony of Jesus Christ is being revealed, that, that means that spirit of prophecy is at work. So anything that prophesies not the testimony of Jesus Christ is a false prophet. Mm-hmm. For example, I would say, like, because over Believers Convention, we learned a lot about different hierarchy of angels mm-hmm. and those that are at different levels, you know. There are some that are at Christ, different levels of Christ. Mm-hmm. And who is a Christ? A Christ is somebody that can raise that can teach someone, that can raise someone, that has a stature, that has a building, right? Mm-hmm. So these false prophets, they talk to us every day. Mm-hmm. They are spirits. Mm-hmm. They talk to the soul. They whisper to the soul. Yeah. They say things to the soul. So why is it that they are not just easy to identify? Because what they tell you are things that you are used to. They are things that you love, things that you feel are right. Like you just you are convinced that they are right. Mm-hmm. But then when you begin to analyze those things like kevin said in the prayer that all those thoughts that just come and just weaken us like we're weak we don't we can't even we don't have power to overcome them so that's how these false prophets come so they don't prophesy christ they prophesy anti-christ to us so it's grace that comes to like identify them because most of the time we've already acted yeah. Out of that, like for example, we start the thought to just come to start thinking of tomorrow, start panting for tomorrow, start fearing for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is that thought coming? It's a prophet has prophesied something to you, has said something to you. So this this spirit has stature. Mm-hmm. They can move men. They have that that stature in the spirit. Mm-hmm. So they have the ability to move men. These are these are spirits rulers of darknesses of this world. These are principalities and powers. They are hanging around us mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. to change, to make sure that we don't leave this world. Mm-hmm. So when you are trying to leave this world, they are putting your hands back, yeah. back or prophesying to you there and there. So what mm-hmm. what my my own take home is that anything or any any ministration I call it that is not that does not prophesy the testimony that will not mm-hmm. testify of Christ mm-hmm. is a false prophet. Yeah. And like he said, um yeah. he said, uh speaking with tongues yeah. that I what shall you profit yourself? I speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine. This was him saying that um if you speak in tongues he advise you alone, not the body, right? Yeah. But it'll be good if you speak in tongues and yeah. interpret. Yeah. Then edification will take place because yeah. then Righteousness comes 
through in that way. Yeah. Preaching is also mm. a way of prophesying yeah. because it's yeah. it's the testimony of yeah. Jesus that yeah. is coming to you yeah. by revelation. Yeah. Testimony is what he did, what yeah. what testifying yeah. of him. Yeah. So all these things, and then he said, I think he said, even things without life giving sound were pipe pipe, except they have a distinction in the sound. How shall it be known what is pipe? Okay, let me not even go further than that. But anyway, that's kind of my summary to help us, like us to beware of us, because yeah. Jesus Christ Himself said. any question before I continue? Or does anybody have something to add to that? Do you guys want to add something? Mm-hmm. that 
that's the you said that's the technology that God uses that God will, that bottle can become metal. metal. So basically yeah. grass can become stone. 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 Yeah. That you would think about it that how can it grass? Somebody should tell you that yeah. grass can yeah. become stone. stone. Mm-hmm. You'd be like yeah. it's impossible. But with the technology of God, his 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 plan is that this grass, this man, will be yeah. made a stone, and that process yeah. is by prophesying Christ, Christ. into yeah. and, and as we are hearing Christ, big big by brick, our yeah. stature, our soul nature yes. is changing, yes. and before we know it, it will become Christ yeah. in mm-hmm. our soul. Yeah. But we should also watch. Yes. That we are also mm. careful and be aware yes. of other prophets yes. that would come and preach anything that is not Christ. Christ yeah. So basically, it was a awakening for me to mm. be watchful of what I hear, yeah. because I I can see that there are two things preaching to me. Yeah. So I make sure that I'm paying attention, that I'm always listening to anything. Anything, anywhere that I'm hearing Christ is being preached, no matter how high, mm. even if I don't understand, as long as I know, okay, this place is the place where I'm being edified, I just keep my ear there, keep mm. listening, because mm. God has the plan, and His technology, it might not make sense to my natural <laughs> man, how He grasps, yeah. it become a stone, but in the end, it will become a stone, but if I don't keep watch and stay on Christ, mm. By default, there's other things preaching around me, and to just pull, and those things pull me. There are things I like. There are things that that appeal to me. There are things that that I I I will just flow with. So those things will just pull me, and before I know it, I will be wondering how did I become an antichrist in my soul? So that was just what. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) To love. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I think we are ready. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yes. Uh, techni- technically speaking, the question is an- answered, but I will explain. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, thank you for asking the question. Because it's important to know what it means to edify, isn't it? Mm. That's what heaven has been teaching us anyways. Um, And God would help us with utterance tonight. Um, You know, normally it's very easy. What is edification? Edification is adding one plus one equals two. (laughs) It's very easy to say that. I mean, but it's actually God that teaches the wisdom to answer questions. Isn't it? Is God and God would help us to define what that is, amen. amen. And that would uh, take me to the initial, you know, discussion where we started talking about what it means to be edified. Mm-hmm. And I will pick, I'll pick up from from the last note. And what I want us to understand is ed- when we say being edified, there is something that is being edified, mm-hmm. and that is the soul. Okay? Now, if we say edification, edification simply means make, giving a supply of resources 
to raise a building. May not necessarily be a natural building. Or I'm just talking in a natural sense, right? Um, the way the way you you build things is by edifying them and exalting them. Amen. Mm. Praise God. I don't want to use English English <laughs> English explanation. But God will teach us the wisdom. Amen. Amen. And it's very important to understand why the soul needs to be edified. Because the real what we are really talking about is the soul itself. Right? It's the soul of a man. And it's very, 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 very important to understand the soul itself. Right? Um I know, like, ah, how is this? Don't worry, it won't be long today. The explanation won't be long. Hopefully. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, um, to be to be edified, really, in simple terms, is to have to receive substance. Mm-hmm. Be biblically speaking, edification, although you can use it in a natural sense too, but is to receive substance. That's what edification means. Is to receive substance. But the, the purpose of being edified is so that we can be exalted. Right? So, I'll go with the example I gave on Saturday, I think. Meaning, uh, if you want to build a bottle, right? I know we don't have a bottle here, but maybe there's a bottle here. Can I borrow your bottle? Uh, we can use anything actually. Abby. So if you want to build, so the goal here is to build a bottle, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't just say I want to build a bottle and the bottle will suddenly appear. Mm. Or let, just, let me just think. I build a bottle, I build a bottle, I build a bottle. Then the bottle will appear. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that goes into making that bottle, mm-hmm. right? So you have to find the material that you use to make the bottle. Without the material, forget whatever you design. Just like, uh, I use this example, I think it's perfect. Just like the way you build a building, right? You need an architect to think about the building, right? Because that's... So architecture is the vision mm. of a building. Mm-hmm. That's who an architect really is. An architect is he who has the vision 
of an edifice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm. So, if you... Do you know that an architect can design a house they've never been to? As long as they use that design, they know what that house looks like inside. Mm. Mm. Right? Yeah. They may not have what it feels like. Mm -hmm. Right? Because... There's a lot that goes into making a home homely, right? Mm -hmm. To give it life. Mm -hmm. Right? But an architect is he who has a vision of a building. So an architect, you know the way architects work, they have they have imagine imaginations mm -hmm. that they can use. Now they don't the, if they like, they can design design two things the same way. If not, they can change the design. Okay, I don't I don't like this. I want something else, right? So they they, re they receive the vision or the inspiration for a building, right? Mm -hmm. So an architect sees the building, even though it's not yet standing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So the architect will design the building. Mm. Would carve out all the rooms piece by piece, you know, put all the features, you know, maybe a overhanging bridge, you know, do all that. But yet the building is not standing. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. All it is is a paper. Mm -hmm. But it's a vision. Mm -hmm. Technically, in the yeah. spirit, we have architects yeah. too. In the spirit, they are architects, mm -hmm. yes, right? Sir. God is the master architect. Mm -hmm. Then God, mm -hmm. out, of, out of God's wisdom, he carved out other architects mm -hmm. called prophets. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So prophets mm -hmm. are those that receive the vision mm -hmm. of an edifice. Right? Mm. So prophets are those ones. If, if a prophet does not prophesy, mm -hmm. the people have no way of living. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. So imagine all Israel. All Israel have to wait. And then, Moses, what shall we do? Say, wait. No, Moses is a prophet. Say, wait, let me go and talk to God. God, those, your people, they are saying this, this, and that. Okay, yeah, come, come. Go and tell them this, 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 and that. Mm. Tell them, imagine when you want to go to the mountain. Okay, you know what, Moses, eh? I want these people to be mine. Go and tell them to wash themselves and get themselves ready. In three days, I will come to them, right? If there was no Moses, the people have no clue of what they needed to do to receive God, mm. Right? Not just that alone, look at how Israel was led before they received a king, mm. right? Mm. Their life was mainly dependent on the prophet yes, who gives instruction to the priests mm. who then teaches the people, mm. right? Mm. Mm. Okay. Right? Who teaches the people and that becomes an instruction for life. Right? Mm -hmm. God will help us. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Who receives instruction for life? 
So, those prophets are like architects. They, they, they are the ones that design how life should be. And of course, when I'm saying life, they're talking about how a soul should live. Because it's in the soul. Right? So just as I was saying, an architect, thus not... An architect alone is not enough, right? Mm-hmm. Because the architect now need to raise what it had designed. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, God is a master builder. Mm-hmm. Of course, God is not limited. Mm-hmm. God had ways. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then... God had designed this thing, this, this, this edifice that God is looking for, which ought to be raised in a soul a long time ago. Amen. Amen. A long time ago. Right? He designed it before the foundation of the world. Right? He designed it before the foundation that there will be a building. I will raise a building and this building will be raised in men. Right? This building will be raised in men. For what purpose? Why do architects build houses? Or design houses that will be built? Hmm? Why? For, for, for a habitation. Right? It, it will become a habitation. Is that clear? So when it becomes a habitation, the word habitation signifies that someone is living inside. Right? Now, you can't call something an habitation if nobody can live in there. You can have a building, right? You can have a building. You can have you can have let's say this bottle. But this bottle you design so that it can hold water, right? Or liquid. But if although it's a natural sense, I'm saying if you create this bottle and don't put what you design in there, you'll be like it's still a bottle, but I mean it's not used for what it's meant for. But uh, this one, but let's just say you created a bottle, nothing, nothing, you put nothing inside. This bottle is supposed to be an habitation for this water because this water lives inside this bottle. So, this bottle becomes an habitation for this water, which means that God's intent is that He wants to live in men. Right? As ah, it's getting hotter. As hard and as as uh, it's a hard saying. Because the reason I'm saying that is many people have argued in times past that what do you mean? God living in us? Ah, no now. Because if God lives in you, that means you are God. Right? There's that. And then there's us Christians who believes that the moment you get born again, right? You get born again, you automatically have God inside you. 
but that's not totally true. It is half true. Right? It's true, but not fully true. Because when we get born again, what comes inside is the Holy Spirit. Right? So when I say it's half true, because Holy Spirit is God, but Holy Spirit alone is not God. And please don't get me wrong. When I say it's not God, no many people, many men will be like, what do you mean? Holy Spirit is God. Holy Spirit is God. What I mean is that you don't have the fullness of God. That's it. You don't have the fullness of God. What you have is a portion of God. Right? So, imagine when they talk about God, they talk about fullness of God. Now, if you, if you go to Ephesians, so, so that... Um, it's clear, right? So it's not just, um, you know, it's not just, oh, again, saying, okay, they, okay, they just said we have the fullness of God. It's, I'm not actually the person that said it, right? It's the apostles and prophets that said it, right? Let's open to Ephesians chapter 4. Sorry, not 4. Chapter 3. Let's go to verse 14. Then we read to verse 17. Abby? Up onto verse 19, actually. So, just because it's an it's a beautiful evening, eh, and he will ask, eh, will receive Abby. Yes, so, can you please check her? Help me go to that verse and help me read it. And the reason why I'm wanting you to do that is because when you read it, it becomes a lot familiar, right? It's just familiar and, and don't be shy. <laughs> oh yeah, are you shy? No, okay, okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, read it. It's okay. You just read it. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That you may be filled with, with all the fullness of God. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, you see there now. It said that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Right? Mm. Now, from the beginning where you started, you know, reading, where you started actually praying, mm. okay. he has been saying t- something, right? He just said, for this cause. Yes, right? He has been saying things. Then he began to speak about different levels you would come to to get to fullness. Okay? Is it clear? So, to buttress this, right, that you might come to fullness, we shouldn't be more than... We're supposed to end at 8.30, 8.30, right? Oh, okay, sorry. Maybe we have to give it to the 9 and then we are okay. Is that okay? Just, just 30 minutes extra and we should be good. Because I don't want... Because I can't even go beyond that because of time and because of you know, us. So I don't, want, I don't want to stretch us too much. But, and I'm, you see, notice that I'm also slow. Right? So that I can take time to, ex- to explain. Isn't it? Yes. So, he has been talking about these things and then he began to talk about different levels that a soul will come into until he gets to the fullness of God. To not buttress the point that I was saying that Holy Spirit alone in a soul is not enough because Holy Spirit needs to increase inside. And then as it increases, it, began, it will begin to change phase. Is God, which is Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Planted in the soul. Mm-hmm. Imagine when you plant a seed of a tree. Mm-hmm. When you plant it in the soil, at first you don't see it. Tree, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Then something begins to happen to the fruit, uh, to mm-hmm. the seed inside. Mm-hmm. Things begin to break down. Mm-hmm. Then something begins to spring. All those, all those process mm. is what we call edification. Mm. Right? Mm. Imagine a tree that is growing out of the ground or any, anything. Let's just say a tree. As it's growing, it needs nutrients mm. to grow. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. When it gets those nutrients, it uses it. Mm. Right? And then you notice that it will grow. Those nutrients that it's receiving are edifying materials. Right? So what I mean is, look at it like a container. Something has to be poured inside. And when that container receives it, the container uses those things that was poured and grow. That, what I just explained, the pouring and the growing is what we call edification. You hear the word edible. edible. We hear ed- edible. Edible. What does that mean? Hmm? Something you can eat. Something you can eat. Mm-hmm. You can eat it because you get flesh. Mm-hmm. When I say you get flesh, he has, he has, he has something you can bite. Huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it doesn't have a, that thing you can bite, you can't eat it. You can't eat it. You need, you, you need substance to eat. So if that is not get substance, what are you going to eat? Mm-hmm. Now, so just the same way you, you notice when that fruit, let's say a mango fruit, 
right? You notice that when it wants to grow, you just see one thing grow out, right? Very tiny, be like one tiny thing, and then suddenly you notice that the mango fruit will, be, will begin to increase, begin to increase until it forms that. I don't know if you know all those big big mango called. I, I wanted to speak to you. They call it Jekoyo, meaning eat one and be filled. And the reason for that is it is very big. <laughs> that mango is very big. You eat one and you will be you will be too full to eat something else. Right? Now what gets that mango to that point was because it it is it became edible. It was edified. Until it became edible. So we can say edification is the supply or what is the process by which you add to things. Amen. So, Holy Spirit, which is the first that we receive in our soul, you notice that where, the, where God planted the seed of the Holy Spirit is not, is not in your body. Mm-hmm. Ah, I wanted to explain this thing. Maybe this is why I will. It's not in your body. Mm-hmm. It's also not in your spirit. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Where God planted the Holy Ghost is in your soul. Mm-hmm. But through the Spirit. Wow. In short, your spirit is much, much, much more than just Holy Spirit alone. Mm. Your spirit is what will I, what will I put it? Is your spirit is Christ. Mm-hmm. Your spirit is alive. Much more than your soul. Right? Of course, you have Holy Spirit in your spirit and also in your soul. But when I say it's planted, the real, you notice that where you begin to engage Holy Spirit really is in your soul. Because Holy Spirit has a purpose. Right? Now go to Ephesians chapter 1. And we'll read from verse. Let's read from verse 9. It's okay, it's just small, small. We'll explain small, small, then we'll finish. No, it's not just you. It's not just you. I'm also mindful because I don't want to overload everyone. So that's not too much. Amen? Amen. You see, I'm going very, very, very slow. Mm-hmm. And so, please. Eh? <laughs> so I'm going very slow because I don't want, I don't want to rush so that we get it. And I, I'm praying that, you know, I'm able to explain it properly. That's my prayer. Eh? By God's help. Right? And... If I, if I just say what is it, okay, this certification, and don't explain why, it, it won't really, really settle as it should, right? Yes, 
So when we hear edification, and of course, I do understand, when we hear edification, and there's a whole lot of gap around it, mm. right? It may not really, 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 really add up, right? But you'll be, to, be, to, be, to be sincere, right? You can use English to explain it, but English alone will not do justice to it. Because we need to understand what it means in the soul. Yes, so we read from verse 9. And I'll read to... Uh, it's 13 I'm going to, but... Okay, you know what? I'll read fast because of time. See, having made known unto us the mystery of his will. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, having made known mm. unto us the mystery of his will. Um, quickly, I'll just say this. Mm. Now, I, I know my wife mentions this mystery aspect, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's important to understand that mystery, hmm? mysteries, or let me just say demystifying mysteries, is what the soul eats yeah, yeah. as a substance for edification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yes, so God kept himself in mysteries. Yeah. But you know, this, this language, as having made known unto us, doesn't mean everybody knows it. Yes, it's just speaking in a, in a sense that having made, having made known unto us, there's an intention of God to make known a mystery to us, right? Mm-hmm. Said we a uh, mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure, which He had proposed in Himself. Said so that that's you see that, that's what I was saying earlier that God has planned to live inside, to make man His habitation. According to his good pleasure, which he had proposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, in whom also, whom? Christ, right? You notice we started talking about Christ. Yeah. Because of time, I wouldn't explain all the, 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 pre, the previous verses that we were talking about because I just want to hit the, the point here. It says, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of of his own will, right? Yes, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. In whom ye also trusted, after that ye had the words of truth, the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. 
You see the process there? Yes, sir. You first believe. Mm -hmm. After you first believe, then what happens? You receive. Even after you believe, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. And I love what they said there. They call it Holy Spirit of promise. Of promise. Which means there's a promise. Holy Spirit was given out of that promise. Holy Spirit of promise. Which means Holy Spirit as there's a tie between Holy Spirit and the promise. Right? There's a tie between the Holy Spirit and the promise. Then he now said, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. So you see here that it's it, when you say, which is the earnest, uh, what did your version say? Thank you. Which is a guarantee or it is a token. Right? Because it's a guarantee. Meaning, you know, you have, when you say you are a guarantor, what does that mean? It means that, so, let's do this thing. You are going to pay me one million in rent every month. Ah, I'm not sure you can give me this amount. Because looking at everything, you don't have enough or maybe you have enough now, but something can happen along the way that you won't be able to make up the payment, right? One, you don't have a source of income, uh, but although there's money in your account that looks plenty, but you are st I'm still not sure. What if you spent all that money finish, and you, you don't have anything else to pay me, and you are not working? How can you pay me? Okay. Let's go and look for somebody that if you default, they will pay me. And that beca person becomes what? The guarantor. Now, Holy Spirit is the guarantee. Eh? When I say guarantee, it's a guarantee. There's a work for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is, what is guaranteeing here is that you will receive, okay. you know, I was, I'm talking in the earthly sense, yeah. just to explain something, yeah, yeah. right? Okay. Now, the soul, naturally, is bankrupt. Mm. <laughs> right? And what I mean by that is, the soul is bankrupt of life. Yes, so the soul does not have life inside. Mm -hmm. What we see Everybody displaying is <laughs> it's because I'm thinking I want to break it down, but I look at that I'm like I'll have to make do with what I have. because uh, this thing I said would throw us into another thought. Ah bankrupt? Does that mean? It means something. Yes, sir. 
Even though we might be born into Christian homes, even though and that's one. Even though we might be, <laughs> we might be unbelievers, right? That just get born again, right? Mm-hmm. Or we've been Christians, so-called Christians, simply because we got born into a godly home, right? But inside us. There, there inside. We've not come into an understanding or a resolve that this God that I'm serving, I need to, I need to really know this God. Ah, you know, sometimes not clicked in our mind about this God that we are serving. Most of us just do it. Uh, you know, our parents are Christians, fine. To me, even though we are Christian, we have not believed. <laughs> right? To me, we are Christians, but we are not born again. That makes sense, right? We are not born again. We are Christians, but we are not born again. The marker for me that we are born again is when our heart suddenly realizes a need to deassociate from the world. Now, what does that mean? I mean, you know, those times we begin to question, ah, why is this thing like this? Why is that thing like that? Okay, what does this mean? Okay, what does that mean? Okay, um, why do I need Holy Spirit? Questions like that. Okay, okay. Am I supposed to do this thing? Right? Now, what triggered that process is a sudden realization that, no, I need to give myself to something higher than I can understand. You know, that may not not even make any logical sense, right? But inwardly, you know, you have a witness. No, I can't continue living my life this way. No. There's something about this God that my parent said. Something, okay, something is, okay, something is something. That is a marker. Mm. Now, what is happening is we are, we are believing. Mm. A belief is about to take place. Yeah. Yeah. Or has already taken place. Because before you start questioning that, you must have settled something in your heart that, hmm, I have to follow this God. You just realize, ah, yes, he's him. You know, let me follow him. Let me, I'll just follow him. I don't like the way these people are going. Me, I don't want to go that way. I don't want my life to go that way. No. Right? That is a point in our journey where we get born again. And it happened to me too. Because I know I was in a Christian home, for sure. You know, but I had no clue. Oh. Let me say I had a clue, of course. The clue that I have is what everybody normally have. Even when they get born again, the, the understanding and sight of God is God is your provider. You know, is your, you know, whenever you need money or maybe when you want to go and, and you are in trouble, just, oh God, please help me. You know, most of us, even though we are not serious with God, there are those times whereby we just do something. Just because, thank God for the, the, the grace to be born in Christian homes, right? Because, of course, you need that is something to your conscience. That is, what that thing is doing is don't go too far. Don't go too far. Don't go yeah. too far. Because normally you are journeying. Yeah. 
Eh? And as you are going, you are just going into the world. Ah, why? You are learning what the world preaches. You are learning what what uh, the world gives to you as a hope, right? If just ask anybody randomly, what do you want to become? Um, I want to become a doctor, and I want to have a lot of money. <laughs> That I want to have a lot of money can be interpreted in many ways. Mm. I just I just said it the root cause. Mm. I want to have a lot of money. Mm. Now that a lot of money could be I want to have a firm or I want to I want to build uh you know a what what? I want to build an hospital, but of course you build a hospital, you need money, you get money. You know. <laughs> I want to be the the best surgeon, you know. <laughs> I want to be relevant. Thank you. Ah, thank you. This relevant one goes side by side with I want to have money. <laughs> Go side by side with it. I want I want to make a name. <laughs> ah, thank you. We are saying all of us are identifying these things. Hmm? I want to build a legacy. Give something. Give something to your children. I see my parents were poor. But me, I sworn that it will end in my generation. Is anything wrong with having wealth? No. Just that when you begin to check reasons why people want to have that, you notice that there is something behind the I don't want to. I don't want to let my children be poor. And you'll be so surprised. That's the race. That soul will continue to run. Until the end. Yeah. And that soul may be a Christian. Yeah. That soul may be an unbeliever. Yeah. Hmm? Just because you get born again doesn't mean those kind of things will. Go. In short, getting born again just redirected how you will continue to do it. I mean, before you were like, wow, as I was, I just thought that I should just be. Or, Maybe there's not even that realization, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That thing was in the mind. You got born again. You never see any reason to address it. You just continue living your life. And as you are living your life, that thought that you've always had before you got born again or before you believed, if you have been in a Christian home, that, that thought has not gone away. It's still there. Just that the means by which you get it, they just, they re, they just rename it. Right? And then... Everything you you notice, everything you'll be doing, you'll be putting the name of God. But you notice that is something a vision you received a long time ago. And this thing too, eh? Sometimes our parents help it because they give us visions. Take this one, take that one. And there's nothing. No, of course, you know, I'm not blaming any parent. Or, you know, please. And so that nobody will go home and say, Daddy, mommy, what did you... Mm-mm, Please. Mm. Now, there's a reason why God put you under your parent. Yes, so. Right? Yes, so. God knows that they have what it, it takes. Yes. Or they will have the, resor- the resources needed to raise you. Hallelujah. Right? So God, God didn't make a mistake. God didn't make a mistake. But of course, right, just because of... Uh, understanding of how the world is, check it. In those times, there was not too much understanding when it comes to how to live life. Yeah. Right? Just that a whole generation just believed. 
When you get born again, you're a Christian, you have to make it in life. Most people actually get, get born again for that. And of course, they pass on the legacy as well. Right? But that doesn't mean that, you know, when I say, ah, my parents, you don't even argue with them, Seth. No, no. Right? But so, some of those things comes by that. However, right? The, or let me just put it this way. There's nothing wrong, too, with being a doctor. Right? Just the, the problem, the problem is the ambition that gets sold with it, which is a problem. Right? So, when we get born again, we have all that. Imagine we have all that, and then we are still doing God, and then we are just putting the name of God to do what we want to do. You'll notice that getting born again didn't touch that yeah. thought. <laughs> but you need something that will touch it. And then open it up to you to make you see that, ah, this thing, there's a problem somewhere. Mm. Let me rearrange how I'm pursuing this dream. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Let me up. Now, what Satan wants, and what I was referring to, when we were talking about, you know, false prophet also is that you must hang your life on a hope. You must hang your life on a hope that does not end. In what we call inheritance. Right? And that's the state of every believers that just believed. Right? Before we believed, we were, our soul is already hung on a hope before. Right? It's already hung on a hope. But something needs to begin to make us realize that, okay, this hope is... Is this world, though, this thing is hung on this world, this world, mm. this world. This world is a problem to everybody. Yes. Everybody. This world is a problem to what? Everybody. When I say this world, don't just think it is a ball. Of course, it's a manifestation of this world. Mm-hmm. Inside this earth, of course, you are a believer, you are still here too. Will you say you are the world too? Mm-hmm. Or when we quote that scripture, we are in the world, we are not of this world. What it really means, right, to be in the world is to be under influence of spirit. Which begins to show you the way of how you should live, which is against Christ. Now, when I say Christ, I'm not just talking about Jesus, the person. I'm talking about inside Jesus... There's Christ, mm-hmm. which will come as a teaching, a teaching for the purpose of edifying the soul. Amen. Amen. So let me quickly go back to this scripture that says, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being presented according to the purpose of him who worketh all things under the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, and after ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after ye believed, after ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, or which is the guarantor, is the guarantee, 
Which means that once you have the guarantee, that means that you are destined for that inheritance. Is the surety is what makes that inheritance sure in your soul. So Holy Spirit, when you're born again, is planted in the soul so that it can Holy Spirit can begin to bring things, expose the soul into resources, right? Which after or let me let me put it this way. Holy Spirit is what begins the work. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Mm-hmm. And most of us have been familiar with this aspect. You know, most of us, you don't even notice in our conversation, you'll be here, ah, Holy Spirit told me, Holy Spirit told me, Holy Spirit told me. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit said, Holy Spirit said, Holy Spirit said. Oh, wow, what is happening? You are getting to know the person of the Holy Spirit. You are getting to what? To know the person of the Holy Spirit. And that is needed. Because if you don't know Holy Spirit, you can't get to the rest mm. of what Holy Spirit needs to bring mm. to get you to fullness. Mm. Is that clear? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. To get to what? Fullness. It's like this first belief aspect is a very interesting one. That's very interesting. Is maybe is we should just treat it as we are treating it. Of course, I'm, I think I've explained what identification is. I'm just giving the background of why it's needed, right? Yes. I know most of us would uh, relate well with that aspect when we first believed. Mm-hmm. Now, you notice the scripture is saying here that we, when you first believe, and like I said, the marker of when you first believe is one for unbelievers. When they give their life to Christ, right? Yeah. Or for us believers that have been in Christian homes, when we come into that realization that we need, we, they, they, we need to disassociate ourselves with the world, mm-hmm. we, we want to have a sense of, uh, or we, we had a sense of response to a higher calling yeah. or to a supernatural calling, something, something we can't really grasp, but is so sure yeah. in our soul mm. that this is the way. Hallelujah. This is it. We are, we are too sure. Hallelujah. Right? Yeah. And of course, because we are sure, we, we, we've crossed over, we are now beginning to learn. Mm. And of course, you notice when uh, a, a baby is born, a baby is a baby. Mm. Right? A baby does not know many things. When a baby begins to learn, you want to give birth to a baby, you close eye. After a while, it will learn, okay, I need to open eye, open eye, okay. Then you begin to feed the baby. Then, you know, it's how you begin to interact with the baby is how babies learn, yeah. right? When babies, they, are, they don't know how to talk, they are watching you. You begin to speak, oh, so I can talk. Then, da, 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 it begins, right? Not just the crying, no. Not the crying, they bond them with crying, but <laughs> speaking is different. Inshallah, <laughs> yeah, everybody knows how to cry. You, 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 know, you knew how to cry from the womb. Yeah? 
How do you know they are not crying in the womb? Yeah? What if you are crying and you can't hear them? I'm just joking. I'm just joking, of course. We don't know if they are crying in the womb or not. But I mean, just check it now. When the baby is born, if the baby does not cry, why are you not crying? Now, of course, when the baby is born, right, the, you know that comfort of the womb? They, they left that and they are exposed to the world like, ah! Imagine the, moment, the first encounter with the world, they began to cry. That's to tell you that no matter, no matter what this word promised, the end is sorrow. Sorrow. No, a baby is very innocent. Just experience the words one time. Ah, man, you're like, why are you not crying? Do you like this word? Just joking. Right? You know, just, just touching the world. This world, this world, you know it's not every breather that knows this world. Do you know that it's not every newborn babe that knows this world? In short, to be sincere, when you just get born again, you can't understand this world yes. first, yet. Yes, so when you hear this world, of course, what begins to interpret this world to us is what we can see in the natural. So we begin to see the way of the world. Oh, okay, these people like doing this, those people like doing that. That's not good, that's, that's bad, that's wrong, right? That's our first interpretation or understanding of the world. And of course, doesn't mean it's wrong. And what I mean by that is, the real world teaches this world how to live. So what they are living out is worldliness. Right? That's what I was referring to earlier when I said all of us are like that. Okay. Ah, I guess if we stop here, we stop here. You know, just 10 minutes and then that's it. But when a soul is born again. It doesn't understand this world. God's aim is to get that soul to a point where that soul understand. You need to understand what this world is, right? And at the same time, they're also looking to teach the soul how to escape it. I feel like I've not explained this world enough. This world thing. Only goods will help us interpret this thing. <laughs> but when you hear the word, don't just think of this word at first. No, when you hear the word, the first thing that comes to mind is this word. But when you hear the word, think about spirits. Think about colonies of spirit that carved out how men should live. They instill knowledge of vanity. They are the ones that they teach vanity. They teach uh, ungodliness. They are the ones that say we should. We should. They are the ones that told. <laughs> See that that ambition of I want to be a, a doctor. They are the ones that taught men to live that way. Oh, take, check it. Do people have you ever seen anybody that's living and they come out with an idea and it came out of nowhere? Okay. Everything you are seeing that people are doing and they are living. For example, now you you must go to school, 
finish, get a good job, marry, marry, bumpy king. You know? And in doing that, you know, they are living in, they are teaching men things, legacies, right? The child too, because that's what the child has learned. When they give birth too, you know the parents don't stop at give birth. The person has learned that way. Give birth to their own too, and like, go to school, get a good job, marry, give birth. That one too, because that's what it learned. It kept teaching. What, what's happening? Just a doctrine that is spirit whispered to a soul. Or maybe not just a soul. Over time, worked on men to just get them to think that way. Right? And if you look at it, it's not, there's a tweak to that teaching depending on which geography location you are, geographical location you are at. I mean, I mean in Nigeria, you see that is more prevalent. But in this world, in this Western world, it's not as much. In short, they don't, they, they just, or they, or they, even like they don't want to go to school. Although some will tell you, go to school, go to school. <laughs> they just tell you, be happy. Yes, do whatever. Just do whatever. <laughs> and you notice that that, that mind also caused this nation to not raise children well. You notice. It's the same mind. You notice there's one mind. <laughs> just do whatever you like, mind. No, what, what caused that thing is too much comfort. Right? Of course, because Satan, you know that comfort is a higher spiritual wickedness. Wow. Right? They just give me a comfort so that should be you that you are saying you want to go to school and, you know, when you get born again, you still pray to God, God, let me achieve this thing. This one, when you get born again, you won't even, although you are a Christian, you notice that their Christianity here is different. When you, get, when you become Christian, it's not necessarily around, God, give me a job, job. It's not really like that. If you know, they might be saying, God, give me a job. You, know, you notice that that's not really what, what they go after. Mm-hmm. You notice what they go after is, you come, you come, let us talk. Let's have a good community, a community of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk. Um, um, God is good. Uh, let's just do good. Let us do good, you know. Let us you know, love one another. You see, they, you hear the message of love here plenty. Message of love. But when you check, okay, mm-hmm. let me, this one. Okay, let me leave it like that. <laughs> let me leave it like that. <laughs> but I mean, it's love. In a way, right? Of course it's love. Is it not love to do charity? You see that there's a lot of, I don't know, what, what did charitable organization come from? Is it, is it from the, where, is it from East Africa or those Eastern areas? No. Abi, am I wrong? That charitable thing, it came from here now. Charity. Right? And to you, is it not a good thing? But do you know that there is evil in there that you may not know? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you should not do charity. Of course. As God has helped you, whatever you can do, do. But I mean, you notice that the full purpose of Christianity is now geared towards that. But that is not Christianity in its awesomeness. What is, what is Now, here's the thing. If you have no clue of who told you to love, how can you love in a standard? Okay, do you think by just saying, come by, I love you, you fulfill the standard? No. Not really. 
You can't do something without understanding. Yeah. When, when you understand something, how you do it, you, you notice that the way you do it is, is going to be different. When you do something with knowledge, and when you do it without knowledge, there's a huge difference. Yeah. The commitment in the soul itself is different. Yeah. Right? So what God is looking for is to ensure that we get to that point where we understand the good, the evil that is in this world. Now, the good and the evil in this world is not God's good. Just so you understand. Right? There's this world, the way they do it. So you need to be able to for example, when you are seeing something that seemingly looks good, okay. eh? mm. and a, a, a soul that is not edified can detect mm. the wisdom behind such things. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Now, so edification results in building. So just imagine the state that we are at when we get body again. Yeah? Like I'm explaining that we have we are just doing and we have no means of being raised or being edified or be adding up to gain more stature in the spirit. Right? So just like a baby is born, you if you don't feed that baby, that baby can never grow. Abby? Yes, sir. If not the baby, what will happen to the baby? It will start to death. Baby is crying. Don't feed it. Yes. Cry. After a while, just don't feed it. Just leave it. Just leave it. Just leave it. After a while, the baby will die. So in order to sustain the life in the baby, they need to be feeding that baby. So the process of feeding that baby is called edification. The process of you feed the baby and the baby use the nutrients to grow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So finally, before I end, can we open our dictionary and check what edification means? <laughs> eh? Okay, let me check so that I will end. Time has gone. Of course, we, we, I know what they say. They're, they're actually talking in line with the person. I'm just, I thought they were saying something else. What else did they say? Because I know they should. To build. <laughs> to build. An act or process of edifying. To build mm-hmm. or an act of pro, or a process of edifying. Of edifying edifying mm-hmm. is to build. Mm-hmm. Right? Edification is the process of edifying. Yeah. Right? And if you want to build something, you will need to supply the material. So when I mentioned architect earlier, an architect that wants to build, if, if he doesn't give that plan to someone that can build, yeah. 
That building, you will never see that building. Right? So, when an architect submits the building, the vision, then a lot of work goes into place. Then, imagine if you want to lay the foundation, you have to go and collect uh, material to build concrete. Abi? Concrete on itself did not become concrete. Concrete is actually a, mix, a mixture of things. So you mix, you get supply of the materials you need to build a concrete, then you put that concrete there, but you are not done. Then you begin to get blocks, lay blocks. I'm using this German because, of course, in Canada, you won't lay blocks. <laughs> what, what you lay is plywood. Go for Igbo mind. You want to say building? What do you mean? Of course, but the process is the same for everyone. There must be a foundation for every house, and every foundation is built with concrete, right? So you have to get the concrete. The concrete itself is a material. You mix it, it becomes concrete. When you are done, then you lay the, the foundation, which is the basement, with concrete too. But in Nigeria, it's concrete. Then after that, you begin to lay blocks upon that. That block itself is a material. Right? Mm -hmm. So that block is a material. Then you begin to lay block upon block. You put the concrete. Is it a plaster? What's it, what's that? It's concrete, but something to mix them, to make them stay together. Mm -hmm. Now, now see, the process of now building, that building is what we call edification. Mm -hmm. By the time they finish building the building, they have edified the structure to form an edifice. Right? So, for example, this house is an edifice. And it's an habitation. Have you? It's a what? It's a habitation. So, this edifice, there's a process that goes into building this house. That process is edification. Whereby you bring things together to now build. To build. You can never talk of edification without building in mind. Mm -hmm. So whenever you hear edification or being or edifying, mm -hmm. right? It means it's building, it's building. It's what? Building. building. And there are many experiences. Oh, time has gone and this will end. There are many experiences we have when we get see that first believed aspect. A lot of believers mm -hmm. we are there, right? A lot of us are there and we experience a whole lot of things to aid edification, but it has not, the real edification has not yet started. But it's still a token, right? So we have experiences, you know, maybe we, we begin to see the gifts of the Spirit begins to manifest, and then, you know, now, most of us don't even read that Corinthians. You say, oh, the, all this gift is for edifying of the, of the body. That thing, edifying, edifying, is a far-fetched understanding in our mind, but we understand it in a way. Okay, this is the last question I asked, and then we'll end. Please, can someone tell me, what did you think those scriptures that talked about edifying was talking about? Before, let's say before, let's say 10, 20, 10, 10 years, 20 years ago. Who can just tell me what they thought? When you hear, I mean, I've come across all those scriptures that talks about for the edifying of the saint, you know, or when you say, you, you will prophesy, speak to edify, you know, when you read those things, 
it makes it make, there's an understanding you get, right? Even without talking, or maybe because we went to school, maybe that's why. But once you hear that word, even though without looking at, I, I can remember when I heard that word, I I've never heard of edification before, or maybe I have because of school. And it was just like, that. but I shall know that my first experience with hearing that word was not something that I was like, oh, edification, okay, this is what Bible, I, you know, English say, what edification is. So no. When I just heard it, I just had a sense of beauty. So I just knew that, okay, I ought to be built. Okay, this thing ought to build me. But it doesn't really, really end as building inside my mind. It doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. The, the, it's like the, under, the sense of understanding speaks something about building. But in the end, when I look at it, I like my my soul doesn't really fully understand what that means. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Was later, 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 when lights begin to shine, and I understood. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is what ed, uh, what edification means, or what it means to be edified. Okay, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But. It's a process. And that process starts when we first believe. The Holy Spirit, which is a token or a guarantee, begins to work inside of us. We begin to learn Holy Spirit. Because of that, I want it too much. I'm not even reading again, sir. I'm closing my Bible. But that is it. And have I been able to answer that question? Are you sure? It's like you're not sure the way you are shaking hands. Eh? Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. You sure, sure, sure? Yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Do we understand it? Is it clear? Yes. Okay, can somebody repeat it back to me? Okay, can you tell me back? I should tell you about what you mean. What you understood, yeah. <laughs> Are you shy? I'm shy. Please, please. No, it's okay. I just want to make sure that I got across our experience. Okay. okay I That's okay. If you don't want to talk, it's fine. Can someone, can someone, can someone help me summarize this thing quickly? So that just to make sure. That we got it, we got it. Amen. 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 Uh, uh, in summary, edification, um, like he put it, is a is is simply the process at which you receive yeah. to be built. Just just quickly, now if you think about it as a Christian, right? When you think of it, do you like do you have a need to grow as a believer? Right? Yeah. That growth won't take place without you being edified. Yeah. So what would make you grow is edification. Yes, the process. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, sir. Because I think I think we can relate with that as well, right? Mm-hmm. 
So when you are thinking, ah, I'm a Christian, I want to grow now. I want to know more. Mm-hmm. You are saying, oh, I want to, ah, I want to be better. I want to. The reason why you are asking, every, maybe, ah, what does that mean? You are asking someone else, ah, this one, okay, you, ah, should you be living that way? No. Different things. You are beginning to question. Okay, I want to understand. I want to grow. I don't just, now that I am a Christian, I don't just want to be like this, mm-hmm. right? So how that growth would happen is by a process of edification. Yes, so everything God will be adding to you to get you to grow in the spirit is how God would edify. Mm-hmm. That is the process of edification. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, do you understand what he explained? Okay. So do you understand what I said? Is it clear now? People are looking at me as if I just honestly I just want to know if it was understood. Yeah, if it was understood. Yeah? Okay. And one thing I would just leave us with is that it in itself is something to think about, right? In the sense that most of us believers, I, I can I, I can like um identifying that with myself. That even though I'm a believer, I have a sense that, mm. oh, I want to grow, I want to grow. But in my brain, it's not edification I was thinking of, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But mm. I was thinking of it in a spiritual way, mm. like, I have to grow, grow. And there's something that growth meant to me, mm. right? Meant to me. But, you know, I was just having that desire, but I didn't know, I didn't know mm. how it would happen. Sometimes I thought, okay, just read the Bible and know the Bible. And I did read the Bible, but the funny thing is a problem. I didn't understand it. And those are the things that needs to happen for edification to take place. God does provide ways, means for that to happen. God does provide ways. And it's something for every believer to think about. Yes, and when we're thinking about, oh, so that, but imagine if I had an expo then that this is how God edifies you. Oh, oh. Mm? You know, a lot of things I will not, mm. I will not probably be looking for in my head. Mm. See, what's that, what's that, what's that, what's that? What's that? Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm. But God, mm. in a way, and, and I know, yeah. what I'm saying is, I don't know how to put it, but one thing I know for sure is this thing I know every soul understand it in a spiritual way, just that we may not be able to to penny what it needs. Yeah, yeah. But as time goes on, it will begin to make sense. And also, it's very simple, just as we have said, you know, and the teaching is just a process of process of building, right? But building what is building us spiritually? Amen. What it means to us as believers is. How will I, all, all the things pertaining to my growth is through the process of edification. Hallelujah. And if I don't receive that, I won't be built up as an habitation which God will live in. Right? Because I was saying the purpose of all this edification, of being edified, is to be built to a point whereby. 
we can be a habitation for God. Right? Yes, sir. Habitation of God, which is for God, I mean, right? And that process starts from the very, very first time we believe, take the action. But God will help us so that uh, we understand it better. I hope we are blessed tonight. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I thank God for for the direction. I was a lot slower. Yeah. I think I like it being slow. Mm-hmm. Is it nice? Yes. Yeah, it is. Sir. I think I like it being slow. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let us begin to thank God. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you and give you all the praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. I'm going to begin to ask God to. bring to our soul the understanding for what needs to be edified in our soul. Because when we're talking about being edified, right, what is edified is our soul. And I know I, I wanted to talk about it, but because of time, I couldn't maybe, you know, when God help us, we'll, we'll be able to treat it. It's you not know, just understanding spirit, soul, body. So understand why the soul needs to be edified, right? Or raised and built into, into a habitation for God. I want us to pray that heaven would send help Amen. for understanding. Amen. To understand Amen. the need for edification, and not just that need alone, but to understand the process Amen. and also to come into the process Amen. in any aspect that our, our soul needs to be edified in, in any form whatsoever that we are in need of this, that heaven will begin to release so much help, so much grace and mercy to begin to come into provisions of edification in our soul. Let's just begin to pray. Alimatani astemata hebravilia nasi hebrata 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 elimatani masulimata hebrastefelina esena 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 elimata vinikata hebrevani masela hematesene makata endivaniti 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 heblata 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 Em sete venemosita na kata ebrasti 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 ema sete venemosita emasti 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 emasi fenikelia ebrato 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 venemosita le kata emasi venenosita. Thank you, Father. Ah, let there be supply in any aspect that we need to come into the revelation of this life uh, where we have been edified. That heaven will lead so much help to come into understanding. There will be supply. There will be uh, when you talk about edification, there, there is spirit involved. That will begin to come into the supply of spirit, enough spirit, spirit for growth, 
inwardly that heaven will supply so much spirit for edification that will, will break into uh, a, a life, break into a living of edification that heaven will release so much, so much. Let's just begin to pray. Mahate, Hebrate, 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 Hebrate. Alemate ne mashite hebrate 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 e maselete ne masete e masete e prasuli matelega telega 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 e brazete le bravine moshita ala emprateke ne moshita ezita 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 E mama mama sete le brakata e brata e brata e brata e brata empasili na moshita. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the supply of your spirit tonight. We thank you for the dispensation of your word. But we ask tonight that as we go, that you would begin to make, you begin to bring these words alive. In our soul, in the name of Jesus. Father, let them begin to be quickened as all the words we've heard. Father, let heaven begin to breathe upon it in our heart. That they will begin to come alive. And not just come alive alone, but they will begin to instruct us. Even in the spiritual life, in the spiritual understanding that our heart and soul needs to come into for increase in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, O Lord. That as your word has come for tonight, Father, we ask that every life needed to be quickened in the soul will be supplied by your spirit in the name of Jesus. That we won't just hear this word, Father, we'll come into the spirit of this word in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. Thank you, Father, again for your love. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.